Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And we're back. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Happy Easter. My trip was good. We don't want to talk about anything. I mean, it, it was just good. It was a good trip. I had fun. I'm exhausted. My feet are sore. I like was at work. And I, I start work at seven and it was like nine fifteen and I was like, my feet hurt already. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. We're in the recovery phase. So, but yeah, it was a really great time. I had lots of fun. I wish I would have done like one more day. So you could have a rest day? Yeah. Just something like in the middle. So like two park days, rest day, park two park days, I think would have been kind of perfect. Better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot. You don't realize how hard you're going to go until you get there because it's like you want to make it worth it and do all the things you want to do. And it's just a lot. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Yeah. So. It's not your relaxing vacation. No, it is definitely not. The first morning when we woke up, I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I know you think it's 545 in the morning. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Actually, it was probably earlier than that, but whatever. Yeah, I try not to think like that. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, knowing where you're going and what you're doing makes it a lot easier to get up. I just, yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk too much about this, but for me, I, the first night, I always have a hard time sleeping Yeah. in a new place. Yeah, me No too. matter where. Yep. So, like, that first day is always, like, kind of hard, and then... You're so tired by the end of that day that you just pass out the next day, so. Which order would you do it in? Like, with a first time, or what order are you doing it? Like, the parks. Oh, well, I'm a little different than you. Just I'm just curious. Solely for the fact, because we will drink around the world. And also, you're not bringing a nine-year-old. No, and <laughs> so we're doing Hollywood Studios, Epcot, so I can we can ride the Skyliner. Okay. And then rest day. Okay. Because we'll be hungover. Yeah. And, and then, you guys have to do a little work too, don't you? No. Oh, nice. I and then you were going to have to. Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom. Okay. So we we did something similar with ending on Magic Kingdom, which... But the only reason I'm doing that is so we can have our rest day after Epcot. Which is smart. There's no any other reason other than okay. that. So. Also, by the way, your hair's super long right now and I'm really digging it. Thanks. Not to completely change the subject, but are um, we not recording? No, we are. This button I've never seen push before, though. Oh. So if the audio sounded weird for the first <laughs> couple <laughs> minutes there, I don't know what that button does. Interesting. Um, We sound like we're on helium or something. <laughs> it, was, it did say air, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe we sound better than we've ever sounded. <laughs> One other thing I want to talk about really quick is... Just if any one of our listeners um, suffers from migraines, do you have, like, any home remedies that you could send me? Um, Just because I've been having some bad migraines lately, and my normal tricks of caffeine, ice pack, sumatriptan isn't really working, so. Yeah, you said you felt really terrible this weekend. Like, Friday, Saturday. Thursday was my Oh, yeah. Day. Sorry. Thursday, Friday. Right. Yeah. I threw up. So. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any suggestions, send them my way. Please, please, please. 
Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, no, just another uh, day, another handful of shootings in the U.S. Yeah. So just those people are in our thoughts and prayers, which doesn't help, but is better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. So last time we recorded was right before the school. Mm -hmm. So I did want to just real quick mention, like, we didn't ignore it. Like, yeah, we just had had already recorded for the last two weeks. Yeah. So. And then this morning was the bank. Yes. Yeah. That's really shitty. I'm really sick and tired of it. Yep. And. Um, that's i don't have any other thing yeah <laughs> that's yep. just ridiculous so yep absolutely um okay my story yes Whoopsie. let's get into it um this one is pretty straightforward um nothing too crazy i don't even know where you're at this um, month nebraska or week what am i saying in nebraska Ooh, we haven't been to nebraska for a while have we like yeah around christmas maybe I don't even know. I feel I feel like the last time we talked about Nebraska was in your room at Mom and Dad's. Maybe. Which was a hot minute ago. Um we're going to be talking about a missing person slash disappearance from the year nineteen eighty seven. Um so today I'm gonna be telling the story of Christy Joe Nichols. Um okay. Christy Joe Nichols lived in the small town of Gothenburg, Nebraska, which is located right off of Interstate 80, which runs across the state. Okay. Um, that's like what you take to get into Colorado. Gothenburg is sort of in the middle, lower half of the state, and is known for farming. It is an ex- So it's like every other small town in yeah. North Dakota. Nebraska. Or Nebraska, sorry. Yeah, wrong end. Right. It's an extremely small town, kind of located in the middle of nowhere. Again. The population in the 1980s was about um, 3,400 people. Okay. And it was described online as a place with a strong sense of community, and when a neighbor is in trouble, it becomes everyone's business. Do they also say that it was a town where nobody locked their doors? No, I never read that. Wow. That's a first. (laughs) Christy got married to a man named Mark Nichols when she was 19 years old, and the two had two young children together. Um, Christy loved being a mother, and her two children were the pride and joy of her life, and according to Christy's mom, she was a really good mom. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, she, Christy was a good mom to her kids. Yes. According to her own mother. Okay. Um, in 1987, Christy was 22 years old. On December 10th, 1987, Mark and Christy decided to head out to a local bar in Gothenburg that Christy actually worked at. The two left their kids with a babysitter and headed out. After midnight, um, as my sources differed on time, mainly between 12 and 1.30 okay. in the morning. Um, so this would be December 11th. Uh, Mark arrived. <laughs> sorry, we're so sorry, you guys. Sirius just lost his 
fucking mind against the door and scared the absolute shit out of both of us. I am so sorry. We both just screamed into our mics. The oh. door. I have the door oh open God. because it's really nice out today. It's like 70 degrees outside. So he must have saw. I think there's like um bunnies like or something. Like a bunny. Yeah. He's yeah. Losing. So he's losing his mind. You want to just shut that door? Yeah, I will. Pause. Sorry, sorry about guys. that. Serious. You always got to be the center of attention. Okay. Elevator music. Okay. Keep going. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. So December 11th, Mark arrived back to the house and paid the babysitter in cash. Um, this was unusual to the babysitter because Chrissy was usually the one to pay her and she typically paid with a check and not cash. Uh, the babysitter never saw Chrissy come home with Mark, even though Mark would later state that Chrissy did come home with Mark and the babysitter just didn't see her. The next day, Mark reported his wife missing. This is where you sing that song from, uh, from Parks and Rec. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. He's super sus. Yeah, I think there's another dog out there because there's people walking up and down my driveway. Oh, so like one of the neighbor's dogs got yeah, loose. loose or something. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, okay. <laughs> so if he barks again, we're really sorry. So, okay, next day Mark reported his wife missing. He stated to police that after they arrived home, um, the two argued until about 2 a.m. and then he went to sleep. He then stated that around 7 a.m. his kids came in and woke him up and that's when he noticed that Christy was nowhere to be found. He searched the home and noticed that Christy had taken a suitcase full of her belongings. Um, in that suitcase was jeans, a sweatshirt, a bra, and a jacket. She also supposedly took her purse with her, and in her purse was a hairbrush, lighter, lipstick, matchbook, a mirror, a nail fire file, Neutrogena cream. I don't know if it was like hand cream or something. Mm. And a piece of gum. That's a very, very specific. specific. I know. It's um, like he it's went through the purse before he got rid of it and was like, okay, what's all in here so I can tell them? He didn't get rid of anything. Oh, oh wait. I'm oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? No, she left it at home. No, she that she took that with her. Sorry, yeah. I got confused. Because most of the time they leave their purses behind. Right, and that's when the alarm bell is like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> She left behind her driver's license and a bunch of valuable jewelry. So the driver's license isn't. that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, however, both cars were sitting in the front driveway. Later That's that, also weird. Later that morning, around 9.30 a.m., Chrissy's mother, Connie, called the house to talk to her, and Mark lied and told her that Christy was asleep in bed. Which is Wait, sus. didn't he already call the police? No, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Wait, so... I just said that the next day he... Oh, he missing. noticed those things were missing. The purse I did was say that he reported her missing the next day, but okay. I'm going through like the timeline right now, okay. and we'll get to the Sorry. time that okay. he does got eventually it. call the got police. Got it, got it. Okay. Sorry. I got confused. No, you're fine. Um, so he lied to her and said she was just asleep, but she was gone. Um, not long after this, Mark took the kids over to Christy's grandmother's house and asked her to babysit them while he went out and looked for his wife. He stated he drove around town and searched for her for about two hours, but never found her or any, like, um, sign, I guess, of her. At 1.30 that day, Mark filed a missing person report with the police department. 
So there, now you have your timeline. Okay. <laughs> Immediately, it seemed like suspicion in town was on Mark, and he As it should be. didn't really do anything to help um, himself. When he decided to move out of the family's home the day after Christy disappeared, and then a few days later, he packed up all the family's belongings and sold both the family cars. If you guys could see my face. Why? What? (laughs) Could you write suspicious behavior any more boldly across this man's forehead? No. Honestly. Um, yeah. When police looked into his story a bit more of the day she disappeared, they also weren't also weren't able to find a single person who saw Mark out searching for his wife that day. So they figured, okay, if he was out searching the town for two hours, like he said he was, I would we would assume maybe someone saw him, especially in a town that size. Yeah, but no one uh, ever reported seeing him. And again, if you. Remember, the babysitter at home that night also stated she never saw Christy come home from the bar with Mark, even right. though he said she was there. Right. And that's why I put in the fact that she's usually the one to pay because that's like very out of the norm that he paid her, not Christy. Yeah, because like people are pattern people. You know, most people like follow patterns. Yeah. Um... It also came out that Mark and Christy were having some pretty bad marriage problems before she disappeared. Mark had allegedly become abusive towards Christy. He was doing things like monitoring monitoring her phone calls and a lot of her movements. Just 10 days before Christy disappeared, she had gone to a local hospital after being injured in a fight she had with Mark. The doctor that treated her, Dr. Carol Shackleton, um, had seen her several times before. This time, she treated her for a thumb injury and stated that Christy was acting like a, quote, scared rabbit, end quote. Christy had also told her cousin, Deborah Fredrickson, that she was being abused by Mark. She stated that she had been shown a, uh, Deborah had stated that she had been shown a a giant bruise by Christy that she had gotten from a fight with Mark when he threw her around, and... It was also alleged that Chrissy was going to see an abuse counselor, but when Mark found out about it, she got he got angry and made her promise not to go again. Um, Chrissy ignored this and continued seeing the counselor anyway. Good for her. Um, it was reported that two days before Chrissy's disappearance, she had met with a divorce attorney. The attorney stated that Chrissy was extremely stressed and appeared to have been beaten. Um, Christy stated that she wanted to divorce her husband and that she wanted full custody of her children. The attorney advised her not to return to the home that she shared with Mark, but Christy refused and returned home anyway. She did make another appointment to meet with the attorney, but disappeared before she could make that second appointment. If that wasn't enough, there's also trace amounts of Christy's blood that was found on the floor of her and Mark's bedroom and also in the trunk of Mark's 1977 Mercury Cougar car, but it wasn't enough blood to indicate that Christy was dead or that she had been gravely injured. Mark told investigators it was blood from her period, but analysis of the blood proof that was untrue. Even if it was blood, like, it was in the trunk of his car, right, so, like, weird. make that make sense. Like, the bedroom, I could, like, understand maybe, like... You know, you get up in the morning, you don't realize you've started your period or something, which 
I don't know how you, well, I don't know. Seems unlikely, but the other, the blood in the trunk, yeah, you're right, makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. So, no. (laughs) In March of 1988, both Christie's purse and suitcase that she had taken with her, so this was like three months later, Mm -hmm. um, the night she disappeared, were both found at a rest stop in Maxwell, Nebraska. I should have looked how far now. Uh, Maxwell was from Gothenburg, but I do you didn't. want me to? No, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Authorities stated that it looked like both the items had just been placed there in a way where the person who left them wanted them to be found. Mark did do an interview with Unsolved Mysteries in 1989, where he stated that um the only time one of the arguments the two had escalated to violence was when Christie had hit and kicked him and also burned his neck with a cigarette. After he asked her to stay home one night instead of going out. So he tossed her on the waterbed in self-defense and she accidentally injured her thumb in the process. In 1990, three years after Chrissy disappeared, Mike fought... Mike. (laughs) Who the fuck's Mike? (laughs) Mark filed. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Mark filed for divorce from Chrissy on the grounds of desertion. And according to him, Christy left on her own accord, abandoning him, their son, and daughter. It was also alleged that Christy was seeing another man at the time of her disappearance. This was backed up by the fact that when she disappeared, a note written by Christy that was addressed to another man was found in one of the family's cars. In the note, Christy stated she would be leaving after Christmas but promised to contact the man within a few months. Investigators did interview the man and he has been ruled out as a suspect in her disappearance. Foul play has been suspected in Christie's disappearance, and it has been classified as a homicide. Mark has always been the only suspect in the... Did I say Mark or Mike? <laughs> I don't know why I'd be saying Mike. I, I don't... Mark I think is Mark. I'm always, pretty sure always Mark. been the only suspect in her case. Mark is now living in Arkansas with his third wife as of 2020. And if you are wondering... Yeah, Mark did take a polygraph test back in 1987, but the results came back inconclusive. Investigators are still saying that Chrissy's case is still open and active, and they believe that it could be solved. But unfortunately, uh, Chrissy's body has never been found. Chrissy's never been found. And we don't have any answers in this case. And that's... (sighs) Again, I mean... How frustrating must it be to be a cop or a detective or whatever and just know in your gut that this person is responsible for someone else's disappearance and probably murder and just not be able to prove it. Yeah. God, it's got to make you crazy. Um, It's just, like, if you ask my opinion, I think he allegedly did it probably allegedly I'm saying allegedly because <laughs> we don't want to get sued no and i'm assuming he's still alive yeah um true. it's just like it i would love the it, the fact that people can do something like this and then hide a body so well that it's never found right it just like blows my mind right especially in an area like this where it's like 
mainly farmland it's not like w- really wooded there's or no anything like, lakes like that or whatever well, i don't know about there might be i'm not sure but but i mean it's not like minnesota where it's like lakes no. galore so i'm like where the heck could she be yeah because you're under the assumption that she's absolutely not alive anymore yeah unfortunately i mean i hope she is but i don't think she would be the type to abandon her children yeah that it doesn't sound like it to me either. and if like because she wanted full custody so if she was gonna leave with her ch- like leave she would ta- i think she would have taken her children with her yeah i do too in my opinion yeah so i would agree that just the fact that you know you can literally just disappear boggles my mind yeah the other thing that really bugs me is like that he up and moved like the literally the day after. the day later a day later yeah like why what's why right if you weren't planning on moving in the first place and then all of a sudden you're just like eh, we're gonna move or if you thought maybe something happened to your wife and like maybe she'll come back like right. don't you want to stay in like the same right. spot that's the other thing like because she knows where that house is she knows where to find you yeah but if you know she's not coming home then why stay right you know right and then to sell the car, both cars is weird. Yeah. And like, I could understand someone arguing like, oh, well, he just wants to get rid of any memory of her. Yeah. But the day after. Right. That's weird. Do you believe that she came home from the bar? Or no. do you think the babysitter was right and that she wasn't? No. I don't think she ever came home. Yeah. I think, I don't even think they necessarily stayed at the bar the whole time. I think maybe they're the plan was to go out people see them out he doesn't drink as much as she does it makes her easier to kill if she's intoxicated and or drugged you know you throw a date rate drug into a drink and you can pretty much do whatever you want so i think that would have made her easier to get rid of as dark as that is (laughs) very dark i know sorry my opinion is they got in a fight on the way home and the fight like turned worse than it normally has Mm -hmm. he hit her in the car after the babysitter left went and did something okay before the kids woke up yeah i don't necessarily think that he got allegedly (laughs) yes i don't think that whomever may have done this yeah necessarily got rid of the body that night either because he brought the kids to the grandmother's great-grandmother's house right and then disappeared for a couple hours alleging that you know oh yeah i'm i'm looking town but if nobody saw you and then that gives you a good couple of hours to go hide a body true so yeah so, I mean, I really hope, like, with every case, I say this every time, I swear to God, I do a disappearance, and I mean, I truly believe, and I mean this with my whole heart, that they do get answers, and we do get answers in cases like these. Right. It's just, the older they get, I feel like the harder it gets to solve, so, yeah. um, I don't think this is a case where others know what happened, I think just one person knows what happened, and I would agree. if that person doesn't talk. Or if evidence isn't found. Or evidence isn't found. Yeah, I would agree. But um, I hope that Christy's family can get some justice. Yes. No matter what 
the outcome maybe right um yeah so like i said a very straightforward story for me this week um my sources are only in your state reddit thecharlieproject.org unsolved.com and truecrimediva.com oh i love that yeah that could have been a good podcast name true crime divas <laughs> um our socials are midwest madness podcast on facebook mw madness podcast on instagram and that is also our gmail cool um well we hope you guys have a great rest of your week if you're in minnesota like we are enjoy the sunshine we deserve it amen to that it's been too long Mm -hmm. um and don't look at the weekend forecast (laughs) because it'll just bum you right out ignore (laughs) that idea just just look at like what is it wednesday or thursday wednesday is supposed to be 80 80. yeah Yeah. wednesday so look at wednesday only friends yep (laughs) all right have a good rest of your day guys bye